0: I was playing around with the world lately, you know, like I normally do, just messing with it, tap to the shoulder here, faux jab there, the kind of thing we've done countless times, normally ending with one of us wrapping our arm around the other's neck, one of us rigging our knuckles across the other's head. But the world just hasn't been into it lately. I'm trying to interact, but it's moody or angry. I don't know, man. It's like unpredictable. I'll give it a playful bump. And next thing I know, it's coming at me with an ax. I'm like, bro, what's up? I'm trying to be fun, you know, to be jocular. It just stares at me under big bushy eyebrows like I'm an idiot for using the word jocular. And then after a few awkward moments, it says, who uses the word jocular? You're an idiot. See what I mean? It's that kind of stuff, man. It's unpredictable. I'm not always sure where it's going. Yeah, the world used to be a lot of fun, but then somewhere along the way, well, things have just changed. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. What's going on with that? And it's led me to retreat, to get away. It's led me to a lot of alone time, you know, just getting away from everything. Well, everything except me, which hasn't been easy. There were several times as I was with me that I had to take a break from me. But it's led to a lot of self-reflection, a lot of insights too. Namely, crap, if I have to take a break from me sometimes, I bet the world really needs a break from me sometimes. I started thinking about that kind of energy, the kind of energy i had been bringing to the world. Maybe I've been coming at it too hard, kind of forcing my way, you know, always thinking I could approach it like I used to approach it. What if I tried something new? What if instead of an an aggressive shoulder bump, like really trying to get a reaction, what if instead of that approach, I went in with a little less, I don't know, less me? What if I was more interested in being open to what was going on with the world? One day I was thinking about all this stuff. I was out hiking in the mountains, trying to put up with being with myself, trying to imagine what the process would feel like, If I took this whole newfangled approach, you know, less of the physical jocularity thing and more of the being open to the world thing, like what had been happening with that exchange anyhow? What had been going on with me coming in so hot, coming into the world with so much physical intensity and expectation and like just this energy? Somewhere on that height, I was able to slow the whole thing down. Like somewhere between streams bubbling and the smell of pine and the sun I was able to identify a good portion of what I think was happening. I mean, it might not have been the whole thing, but a good portion. And I realized was me unconsciously transferring my own agitation, my own discomfort, my own insecurity onto the world to get it riled up in order to wrestle with it, to deal with it. Yeah, as I had been initiating fake wrestling matches with the world, I had really been initiating ways to wrestle my own problems. And I thought, crap, a lot of these problems, they're just my problems. The reason there's been so much discomfort here is because I have so much discomfort. At one point, I was wiping some sticky residue stuff off my head because uh, apparently I had been absent-mindedly banging my head up against a blue spruce or something. So I was wiping all that stuff off of my head and then my hands was getting all over my genes, and I realized I hadn't been asking the world if it wanted to participate in all my, what I guess would be my coping behaviors. It's just what I'd always done, as if the world hasn't had enough to deal with, forests wheezing through all the chemicals, oceans lapping up all the plastics, and then on top of all of that, me. And I thought, good Lord, no wonder the world feels different. And then I also thought, all my best thoughts either start with the word crap or the phrase good Lord. Well, so now what? I spent the rest of that hike and lots of other hikes trying to figure out how to fix my own discomfort. But I realized multiple times, I can't really fix it. I really can't make it go away. The stuff that gnaws at me, and that's a good word, gnawing, yeah, that stuff it doesn't just leave because I've named it. And it doesn't just leave because I've achieved something or I've made money. Oh, and it doesn't just leave because I got Jesus in my life, though by faith, I do, I do think something like the spirit of Jesus exists in my life. But no, it doesn't just go away. Because for one thing, if we're talking about Jesus, I think what I think is that he is the embodiment of love. And love for me is a really mysterious agent or entity or energy because love is interwoven with risk and vulnerability. And so for me, love isn't love unless something or someone can willingly walk away and I can let them walk away and admit that I'm not in control. Because if I was in control, it couldn't be called love. The point is, all of this means that discomfort, it's a part of the game for me. Love lives on the underside of discomfort. And I I can't just make it go away. But what I can try to do is stop constantly inserting it within or projecting it upon the world. That's really problematic, both for me and the world. So I began working on self-awareness. I began thinking about what I was thinking about. I began thinking about giving myself space to think about all these things. And maybe it's because so many of my better thoughts come to me when I'm out in the mountains, where there's more space. But the concept of being alone in space became really important to me. I think in general, you shouldn't trust someone who can't be alone. Then again, was it Augustine? Someone said, yeah, don't trust people who can't be alone, but also don't trust people who are always alone. That's true too. But for me, being alone in the wilderness, in the mountains, living with and in space has become super important. And look, I am not trying to rush to theological language or anything, but it wasn't lost upon me that space rhymes with grace. And honestly, that's what the whole process began to feel like, like grace implementation, grace to accept myself, grace to see how much pressure i had been putting on the world, grace to decrease my expectations of the world. So where are we at now? Look, I'm not going to kid you. It's not the same. I'm not sure the world will ever be the same. Then again, what a silly sentiment because the same has never been the same. What would that even mean? Life is not some stable homeostasis that one finally crosses over and into. Life is a dynamic process. About the time I figure something out, something changes. I think about this with parenting All the time. About the time we helped them be potty trained, we had to help them tie their shoes. And about the time we helped them, you know, learn how to tie their shoes, we had to help them drive a car. And about the time we helped them drive a car, we had to help them know how to date or get off to college or get married. On and on. I mean, parenting is such a great little microcosm of what's going on in the world. You figure something out and then you move on to the next thing. The world is the same way. The world kind of figures something out with me, and then we both go and change. And I'm just learning to give that whole process space and grace. I mean, the world's been through a lot. It's lost its, oh, what I might call um, fixed points of reference. Yeah, in this move from modern to postmodern for good or for bad, it's lost that. It's also given up its indestructible solid beliefs, you might say, for things that are now deconstructible. So it's in, a, it's in a tough place right now. There are a lot of shadows right now all over the world, but there's also light too. In fact, without light, there wouldn't be shadows. All good stuff is full of messy stuff. Sometimes, like my mom pointing to my room when I was young, instructed me to clean it up, and she'd say, things have to look worse before they look better, which kind of drove me crazy. But the point was, you know, this is going to take a little bit. It's going to take some effort and stuff's not going to look good for a little bit. And that's a sign to you that it can get better. I think that's pretty good advice in life. Or as uh, Deepak Chopra says, all great change is preceded by chaos. It's the same thing the mom pointing to the boy, she's basically saying (laughs) that chaos in there, that's okay because that's what's going to lead to something good. It's true with boys' bedrooms. It's true with parenting. It's true with me and with the world. And I'm convinced that a great deal of what's going on with me is that I just have to get better at holding space for all this chaos because I'm convinced that what's going on with me is what's going on with the world.